TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly podcast dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you. And for the 498th time, I am here with one of the happiest, non-grumpy people I know. He's Australia's king of wellness, Dr. Damien Christoph. How are you, great man? Hello, PC. Great to be here. You're right. I am not grumpy. I'm not a grumpy person. Sometimes I get a bit moody, but I wouldn't say I'm a grumpy person. What say you, Pissy? I don't think I'd ever imagine you'd be grumpy. I reckon everyone listening to this would go, Marcus Pierce, grumpy. Not even ever. Not I did even say ever. to Sarah on the weekend, Yeah, I said, babe, I'm in a bit of a bad mood right now. And she said, mm. yeah, you just need to go out and just get a coffee, go and have some chill time. And I think <laughs> I was a bit, I think what I realized is that I had been just so consumed with work stuff and then kid stuff, but I hadn't just chilled out at all. I think my grumpiness is in proportion to the amount of chill time I may have had, um, mm-hmm. but grumpy for no reason. I don't know. Is anyone mm-hmm. grumpy for no reason or is there always a reason? Oh, I feel like that's a little bit of a trap, um, PC, because I know one person in my life that sometimes wakes up in the morning and... There's grumpiness straight away. I have straight a son. Away. I have a son who just chooses to be grumpy upon waking. I don't understand waking. it. I don't understand it. Yep. Like you get to wake up and be great. Like you, <laughs> you have a choice. You get a choice in this thing. You know, you can either choose to be grumpy or oh, choose to this... be grumpy. You know, so I don't get it. I don't get the whole grumpy thing. It's a waste of energy. It's a waste of time. Um, I understand being sad. I understand being a little bit melancholy. I understand. That, but to be grumpy to the extent that you don't want to talk to people, like I, oh, it's or like oh, stay out of my way. I'm oh, grumpy. Like, I don't. This get that. this has opened up a can of worms. Now I can feel <laughs> all kinds of yes. people listening to this. Some of their stomachs are churning. Some of them have an inner rage. I'm beginning to feel a little bit self conscious of who I talk about now, um, mm-hmm. because I know. Make him grump- I, I know that there are people in the house that I live with that just wake up um, a bit grumpy. I'm just even nervous, even just saying this now. And and you and I are not you it's and I are not those types of people. No, However, and I do have to begin to like defend my family members now. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes um, this might seem like I'm being the great diplomat. I think sometimes. Um, the quality of sleep may be in direct proportion to the quality of mood that we wake up yeah. with. But I do think there is a personality type that is just less get up and go. And if it was like the four personalities that Hippo- Hipp- Hippocrates coined, you know, is it the melancholic that is more yeah. likely to be a little bit flat, for want of a better term? Um, or choleric. Or upon rising. Yeah. I don't know. I, I haven't looked enough into all of that from a morning perspective, but I, I want to get off that topic because I feel like we're going to offend our family members if we stay there. <laughs> um, so I was in the car taking Maya. I'm going to put more people into the into the into the Maya here. I was taking Maya and her friends to horse riding. Yeah, uh, this was literally this morning. Right, and I don't know how it came up, but the conversation of older people. Um, 
came up and I said to the guests in the car, who shall remain nameless, um, do you know happy older people? It was a loaded question because I had my longevity hat on, not that these kids you know, knew what I did for a living. And I'm like, nah, yeah. nah, we don't know anyone who is old and not grumpy. And I was like, oh. I was, almost, I was almost offended for the older people in the world. I was like, I was like, oh, but there are some, like in my mind, I'm like, there are some wonderful people who what are older. You know, DP's not grumpy. I was, I was talking about these people were not my relations. These were, these were right. friends. Okay. I, I, but I'm like, it, it just got me thinking. And, and, and the kids started talking about um, just older people generally. And, you know, older people are grumpy. And I was like, oh my gosh, these young human <laughs> beings have like, already been indoctrinated with this belief yeah. that older people are grumpy and I, the romantic in me was a little bit sad. Yeah. It's like, oh, I've got to talk to my old friend Damo and all of our listeners about this because because are we are we as parents um and again this wasn't my child, thankfully, are we as parents <laughs> projecting onto our children and and maybe it's not coming from the house, maybe it's coming from books, media, schoolyard, I don't know. Are we projecting, like even on younger, younger people, this view that older people are grumpy and they're just a bit crotchety and they're just a bit, you know, muh, narky? What do you reckon? Well, I saw about 18 really old blokes jumping up and down with excitement on Saturday afternoon after they won the grand final and they weren't grumpy, (laughs) were they? (laughs) They were really old, too old, too slow. But uh, they, I don't. I think that there is a perception of what paints a picture of an old person, what paints a picture of a baby, what paints a picture of a happy marriage, all those sorts of things. You know what I mean? So I don't know if we're intentionally doing that, but when you open a picture book, um, or when there's a character that's played of an old person, you know, it's the old nice nanny nana or the grumpy old man mm-hmm. you know that are kind of characters they're kind of like the they're the they're the characters that are you know kind of rolled out um you get the sneaky naughty teenager um you get the sweet angelic you know kid i don't know little little girl yeah sugar and spice all things nice yeah and then the little boy little cheeky gets all the mud and the worms and the tadpoles and all that sort of stuff etc etc so there's little characters these stereotypes are everywhere aren't they yes the word stereotype um, they're stereotypes and so i don't think that that's the promotion but it is interesting that people will say you know you know if you think about it maya might have said all old people are grumpy right and then because she said that, she might have had to just stick by that because she said it, even though she knows people that aren't old. Or sorry, she knows old people that aren't grumpy. She would know those people. So I think people will get a little bit, um, I don't know, belligerent, stuck on their word. Does that make good? That mm. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And I think so. So big M word, like Trudy said, the big M word. I don't know what that is. Um, big M word. Mm, I, I reckons that Deb, his partner had a grump 24-7 before she got married and moved. She got married it. and moved and was less grumpy. I don't know what that means. But uh, I know what the big M was. And Summer reckons that she can be personally grumpy on countless occasions for no reason. <laughs> I've been at the other end of your grumpiness, Summer, I have to tell you. Like, I've copped <laughs> it from you. 
Yeah. What, for like yeah. the t-shirt that you wore or something? Uh, uh, for, for women. Stuff. Oh. For women. Is she talking? Yeah, okay. Gotcha. Menopause. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. That's the big M word. Thanks, TP. Very good. Um, yeah. So, well, and it could be not even, I'm thinking of the other M word. Um, What's that? Well, the menstrual cycle. Oh. So not just menopause. Oh, but be what comes there. beforehand. So... Be careful um, with that. Oh, yeah. you're going to be in trouble. Could be both. So that's okay, but I'm not. I'm not. Oh no, I'm not. I'm steering clear of all of that. This is not what this conversation is about. <laughs> we are talking about the stereotypes of older people, and the challenge I want to put out to all of us is: Are we buying into any of those stereotypes? So we talk about this often. Like, do we say I'm too old to do this, and I'm over the hill, or my best years are behind me? But also, do mm-hmm. we say like older people are grumpy, or that's okay because you're sixty, or because you know it's you're understandable old. because you're old? But you know, mm-hmm. that's what I said to you before we started recording today. Like, you know, in our next five hundred episodes, I know we've probably mm-hmm. interviewed two or three hundred people, but I want to interview four or five hundred people because I think. Um, it's so important that that humanity has mentors, people they look up to, mm-hmm. for getting older. You know, a lot yeah. of my friends are older. Like all of my friends generally are like your age, seven or eight years older than me, because I want a personality um, set point. I want leaders to go. This is how you live at this age, and I don't think a lot of people have mentors for them Aging. in ten or twenty or thirty years' time. And I like it. I think Hollywood teaches them or the Herald Sun teaches them or Netflix mm. teaches them or mm. some magazine teaches them. And I'm like, is that even happening with our children? I was like, oh, that's where I was like, yeah, Damo, our mission is only getting bigger by the day. Well, I love this because it brings it back to community, PC, because the mentors are in your community. So you can go and seek a mentor and you can pay for a mentor and you can do all those sorts mm. of things. But just on the side, as a side, I was watching the Jack Dye medal last night. And, um, Which is the Richmond Football Club best and fairest for people that are like, right. what in God's name is that? <laughs> <laughs> and Tom Lynch, congratulations, Tom, uh, won the Jack Diamond last night. And there's shout-outs to people who were their mentors, which I think is really great. And what a mentor is is someone who guides you through your life who's already done it or who's already been there. Um, and this is what I think we might be doing wrong, PC. Um, and that is I think what's happening is that our kids – don't necessarily want to learn the lessons before us at the pace that we want them to learn it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So yep. we've done something. We go, you don't have to do that because we've already done it and we know this is what's going to happen. And they go, I don't want to do that. And then after the fact, they go, and I reckon, and I reckon if my dad's still there, he would go, yes, Jack, you, that's exactly what you do. Like I, I've already made that mistake. You go and make the mistake again and we go and talk about that. Um, whereas in cultures around the world that seem to live a long time and do this really well. So if we consider when we go to Ikaria, Ikaria, <laughs> Ikaria, when we go to Ikaria, uh, we sit there with the elders of the island and lessons are learned, there's conversations that are had, and it could be that we don't have those conversations in our modern societies these days. And so our kids aren't exposed to the mentors, the way in which in other cultures that are living a long time are exposing their children to, you know, mentors and older people. Uh, it, it's just it's done differently and maybe we are, we're not doing that for our children. Oh, That's what's probably I've happening. got massive ideas bubbling away here, but that is literally 
uh, for people listening. Episode 336, Longevity Wisdom Lives on a Patio in Ikaria is the name of the episode. And our next-door neighbor in Nas is Marika. And mm-hmm. we go over there just for a cup of tea. And yeah. she was 87 in 2019, so she'd be 91 now. And we just go and talk about life. Last time we were with her, we spoke about um, the herbs and how they heal their bodies, uh, the diet that they eat, the sense of humor, their rituals around grieving, the role of women on the island, the role of faith in longevity, and more and more and more. And this was just an organic conversation that we recorded amongst our um, our members of the group, uh, and Damo and I and Marika. And, and you're right, Damo, this is missing. Like, I've just got ideas. I've got to talk to you after this episode of okay. some ideas. This is, this is so lacking, like a communal place where if you've got a problem, you can go and talk to an elder who's, who's more than likely two generations older than you, not one. Yeah. Because it's almost like there's less resistance to someone two generations or more older than you, but there's mm-hmm. more resistance to someone who's, one or zero generations, like the same age or just a bit older. We're a bit more like, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, whatever. But you're, you're far more open to someone who's 40, 50 years older than you. Because I remember, as you were saying, like Eddie JQ, our dear friend, the happiest man uh, on earth, when he was running um, tours at the Jewish Museum in Sydney, you know, at the age of 100, and he'd have 16-year-old, you know, particularly young girls coming in and he'd be talking about, friendship and respect and care like his message just cut through like a knife to people that were like literally 80 years younger than he was or 85 years younger and he'd be getting letters from the children or from the parents saying oh my gosh you've changed my daughter or my son or whatever and that's from someone three generations older so Mm. we don't have that if we don't have a great perception of older people and we don't have a great relationship like, just ask yourself right now, listeners, like, what great relationship do you have with someone that is two generations older than you? Mm-hmm. Um, if that's lacking, that's like, whoa, well, then where's your longevity mentorship coming? Yeah. Oh, it's so good because there's perspectives too, you know, the way in which somebody sees the world um, 10 years on. You know, like, I see the world differently than the way you see the world right now because I've had 10 years extra correct, correct. life, right? Exactly. So, and someone 10 years older than me and someone 10 years older than that person and someone 10 years older than that person, and we could talk about is intergenerational or, you know, two or three generations, but I think the decade thing is big. And you might even go as far as saying the seven number thing oh, might be a big deal. Seven year cycles. Um, you know, so yeah. what I see at, you know, in November this year, when I turn 49, will be different to, you know, what you're seeing because I've just turned over another seven years. That's right. And then I enter the next one next year at 42 and you'll be like, mate, I know what you're going through right now. You know, and there, that's the that. thing. It's the been there, done that factor that makes mentorship such a powerful, like, human um, – that's, that's like the – that's the machinery that what we spoke about last week, that yep. machinery cannot give. The machinery no. of mentorship, that yes. is a fuel oh, nice. that so many people would get a lot more bang for their buck out of yes. than than an incision from some high-tech uh, piece of machinery. You know, And that's what, honestly, people are, are missing that so much. You know what? This goes back to Lance Armstrong's, sorry, Tony Robbins' book, Life Force, right? This goes back to the book Life Force because 
life force is intelligence. Mm-hmm. So life force is in organ. It's an organization. It's intelligence, and it's the organization and intelligence that is absent from the machinery and the parts. Like there's the when you talk about life force, you're not talking about substances or micronutrients or whatever else. You're actually talking about wisdom and intelligence and the, the things that come with education and learnedness, and that comes with time. Mm. Um, that comes with time. So it comes with wisdom. Wisdom comes from time and lessons learned. That's what that is. And I think, you know, and I do think about this a lot, is like one of the roles that we have at 100 Not Out is to bring mentors for living a great long life into people's world, which is why we interview some of the greats of humanity um, Mm -hmm. on this podcast. But it's also because 50 years ago, we actually had those mentors living around us, next door neighbors. You know, we lived on the same land as our, or not 50 years ago, maybe, maybe 70, 80, 100, but we had mentors a lot closer to us. And so, since people have spread out more and lived more just in, in nuclear families and all of the rest of it, which again, not, da- not, not, um, downing that for a second, but what, what technology does allow us to is to bring the shared experiences of millions of people into a place that we can all access. But I think if we then, like you said, go and use that machinery, to attempt to replace the wisdom where it's like we can we can cut you or we can measure you or we can test you but we can't actually provide incitement or wisdom that a 90 or 100 year old can you can't just stick a video of them and go here's how it happens it's a very different experience sitting next to that person with a cup of tea listening and feeling that you know that that's something that only an in real life experience can deliver it's the palpable nature of relationship. Mm. You know, that feeling, the spizzerinctum that you get from being around people, it's that feeling that you can't describe what it actually is. That's the wisdom that's um, imparted from being in the room with somebody, being near somebody. That's important. A lot of our listeners just jumped at the word you just used. You have to say it again and explain it to people because they're not going to know. Spizzerinctum. I can't remember who came up with the word spizzerinctum. Is it a Richie Gold thing? It, it's from the chiropractic boost? community, yeah. but now that whoever whoever gave it, gave it, but give the definition of it now. So spizzerinctum is the word given to the feeling of something that's so good, but you can't describe what that feeling actually is, and that's called spizzerinctum. It's a great word, mm. and it gets people jumping. Um, <laughs> oh, I love it. It's a cracker. It's yeah. a cracker. Well, I I really have enjoyed this episode. This goes into the vault for me. It's one of my favorite episodes because it really does cut to the heart of what we do, why we do, and hopefully why listeners and people watching this on our viral channel, 100 Not Out on Facebook, are thinking <laughs> that this is what 100 Not Out is all about. This is yes. the core of why we do what we do. Who are your mentors for aging gracefully? It is great if you have a 41 and 48-year-old here to share with you information and distilled wisdom from what we've learned over the years, but who in the elder years of life are you relating to in real life, in the flesh? Yeah. What yeah, contact yeah. do you have with people that may even be twice your age um, they may be 30, 40 years older than you. What contact do you have with them? And if you don't, then the challenge goes out to you to generate um, some of that contact with our incredible elders of society. Yeah, absolutely. And a shout out to Heidi Binder. 
who says that she's adopted. I look after my mum who is 90 and still doing okay. And I think that's a really great thing because, you know, being in and around the the company of your mum at 90 years old and she's still doing okay, that's going to help her not be grumpy. And it's going to help you learn lessons um, on how to look at life in those decades as they do come up. I think it's really important. Just a random thing to finish on, and, and I know this will okay. extend us a bit, but just came to me, Heidi talking about um, um, that story there. Also, like if you find that your parents aren't the mentors, you know, they're your parents, but they may not be your mentors. Mm-hmm. Often our parents have friends that we don't have that emotional attachment to because they're not our parents, but mm-hmm. parents' friends can often be really good mentors as well. And you often hear of that with children, like the parents' friends are like unofficial aunties and uncles. Uh, they could be godparents. But if you're thinking, okay, like, well, maybe I don't know someone two generations older than me, but you may have people in your life that you've always just looked up to or really just had a connection with that you could just call them and just um, ask for some life advice from them. Those people love helping you. Like, they love it. Um, Love it. Because they remember you when you were five or when you were 15 or when you were 25 or whatever it is. And so never be afraid to ask people, whether they they might be your genetic aunties and uncles, they're always great people as well, but people that still have this connection to you that might not be the same as your um, maternal or paternal connection because often that's just a really good way to glean some life advice from people that you know and trust as well. I love that, PC. Great wisdom, great great summaries, and great insight. You know, good for us to get to that point. You know, we navigated that to get to that point to understand that it's in the cultural piece. That's what gets us there. Oh, we are. Shout out just as we're about to finish up. Hey, Kai. Hey, Kay. Kay has joined us and said hi, guys. Kay Tolan has a beautiful habit of joining us just at the end, but I know that she can catch up on Facebook or when the That's episodes right. come out. Kay, we love when you. It drops. I'm, yes. I'm Feeling Kay will come to Ikaria one day. I think she's one. Yeah. There's a few people that are just lifers of 100 Not Out that will yeah. be joining us. If you are going to join us, it is June 12 to 21, 2023. Check the calendar. Yeah. Uh, 10 days on the island where people forget to die. That mm-hmm. is the Greek island of Ikaria. All the details are at 100notout.com. The videos are there. The testimonials are there. The activities are there. Everything is there. Uh, the application form is there. You've got to get through Damo and I to be able to come and join us. But if we think you're a fit, <laughs> nice. then uh, if we think we can dance with you at a Panagetti in Ikaria, then you are welcome to apply. Damo, I have loved this episode. I feel like we are growing into a new level of um, longevity heading towards our 500th episode. So thank you for your wisdom. Yes, thank you, PC, and I do look forward to our 500th, and thank you again for your wisdom and asking those questions, important questions. If you are going to join us live for our 500th episode, we are recording it Wednesday, October 19, all the details in the show notes, um, or just go to Vita Lifestyles on Instagram and book the tickets through the links there. It's Wednesday, October 19. It is a crack your stress code evening, and the first 20 minutes is uh, a live recording of 100 Not Out. For more information on that, head on over to Vita Lifestyles, uh, myself, marcuspierce.com.au. And until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. 
Possible Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners. These podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.